0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast 453's After Show! Did we get bought by the Pro Tour yet? Did you say fire? No, bought. Oh, no. Damn it!
1: Should I sell out? I'm ready to sell out, man. Mm. We should ask Jonathan how they did it.
0: Somebody no, no, didn't want us. <laughs> Or oh, she have to be wanted.
1: Oh, that's, that's very sad that nobody wants us. Uh, Woo! Yeah, dodged a bullet there by nobody wanting us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Welcome for, everyone. I was going to make an adoption joke, Terry. Come on. First, your real mom didn't want you. Now the pro you know, tour doesn't I want know. you.
0: Oh, damn it. Uh, Welcome in everyone. This is the after show where uh, we'll we'll talk about things that are disc golf related or otherwise. I've got a couple updates on my end. Uh, We also love, 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 love to interact with uh, you guys on the board. Uh, If you have questions, suggestions for ideas. Things you want us to talk about, or things going on that we could pass off as our own unique or original thoughts, those will likely come in from the YouTube chat board. And uh, very first easy question I see out there is: Does Gary O still work with DGN slash Smashbox? We and fired the him. Is he was stolen from us? <laughs> uh, DGN uh, bought him out. Uh, see, that's how you know they didn't want us. <laughs> they acquired they Gary. They acquired Gary, but not us. Well, They wanted to take the new guy and not the old guys. So uh, Gary to the O uh, does work with DGN. He is a full-time employee. He was never a full-time employee with us. He was essentially a weekend uh, contractor that helped us do a couple of things while working a nine-to-five. And then uh, once the Disc Golf Network continued to grow and thrive and expand even more, he was one of the very first uh, acquisitions uh, that Mm -hmm. they uh, went and snatched him up. With that boy on payroll.
1: To be fair, we did push hard for Gary to get a full-time job yeah. at the DGN. We put in a lot of good words and said that it would make a lot of sense for DGN, DGPT, whatever you want to call it, to hire Gary. Because yes. Gary had been with us since basically, I think, like the second or third show. And he knew what we were doing inside and out. Gary's a very smart guy. Um,
0: he's not listening. You don't have to give him this many compliments. Um, don't
1: worry. He's, he's not going to listen. I know. Um, in, in general, though, and I've I, I'm going to be honest. I'm very... <laughs> almost fatherly proud of the way Gary has turned out because he is doing a lot of what, uh, what I used to do. He's learning. He has learned a lot of the production, a lot of the back end stuff with servers and all this crap that he probably, you know, three years ago, he probably didn't care at all about, mm. you know? And so watching him develop a lot of his different skills has been very, it's been very encouraging and very it makes me extremely happy to see what he's doing and that we were right in saying, hey, DGPT, if you want a great employee, Gary's the guy because he's taken a lot of uh, when the studio, when there was a studio here in Milwaukee. He was in, he was like the studio manager. He took care of all of that stuff. He was setting up yeah. setting up uh, booths and computers and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm really proud of uh, what Gary has done in general
0: hmm and hopefully he never listened to that, so uh Ray asks, how's daddy Dana doing? uh him and I played a little phone tag today, so we haven't caught up, but uh, i I last saw him out there pitching uh helping everyone promote his his buddy tall Paul omens uh hat, and I like <laughs> that idea. Uh, I think Dana is doing well uh, on the disc mania side of things. I was just thinking earlier today that uh yeah, we should have another check-in with Dana one of these days here soon. Um, Doc then asked JVD, "Does the attack on Foundation Disc Golf worry you about Smashbox being... What did we just say? Nobody wants us. Nobody <laughs> wants our. Don't worry about us. Uh, we're, we're safe. Break down. Uh, so everyone, what you know? So what th- this morning?
1: Foundation. they're they've got a couple different YouTube channels, but their primary one, the one with the most subscribers." Suddenly started streaming this elon Musk Tesla I think cryptocurrency kind of thing. I signed up and i oh, 'm good, 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 good. you, you wait in the mail um, i 'll get to Terry in a second here, trust me and suddenly their account was locked, and a bunch of their stuff looked like it was being deleted. Uh, more or less, whatever was being streamed was a violation of youtube 's terms of services, and so YouTube locks it down. This is a very common um YouTube attack a hack, so to speak. It's funny because some people say like, Oh, it's a YouTube hack. And for some people that's good. Like, Oh, how can I do better yeah, on YouTube? I but this like, is a bad hack. You like, don't want this kind of hack. hacked on YouTube. Like we've been hacked on YouTube. And so the way it works, my understanding is because this happened to the Linus tech tips channel. And they've not only are they a technical pod, a technical uh, review and technology podcast and whatnot, but they have, they have 1.5 million subscribers. Foundation has like 70,000. So it's it can literally happen to anybody. Well, the way the attack works is if it happened the same way it happened to the, to the Linus Tech Tips, you get an email from someone talking about being maybe an advertiser on your channel or somebody. It's probably a PDF file. You open it something in the background runs because maybe you enable the PDF or it opens or how, however that what's running in the back of this PDF or file or maybe it's a zip file and what they do is they steal off of your computer a file. It's called a cookie. It's basically a login credential and it's stored and it stores your currently logged in YouTube. So they copy that to their computer. They are able to then get into your YouTube with your credentials it just lets you in just like when so you don't have to log into youtube every time you go to the site you know if terry or i goes to youtube.com it probably just lets you into your site it only forces you to log in every 30 days so it's a convenience and at that point they're free to kind of
0: do whatever they need to do that's why you got to eat all the cookies you have available i know because then they're not there for anyone else
1: does this scare me for smashbox um it does it scare me for me no does it scare me for terry yes I don't know what Terry's opening. <laughs> a Cookie monster. <laughs> exactly. Um. Uh, nom, nom, nom. That looks no, like a good file. And, and no, Terry's, I, I'm not super worried about Terry. Could, could it happen to us? Of course. Certainly could. Could happen to, it made me think about today. Could it happen to someone like Jomez or the Pro Tour? 100%. And it would be. Very difficult or inconvenient because it doesn't matter if you have two-factor 2, two factor authentication. It doesn't matter any of that. They're literally stealing the logged in credentials, so to speak, and putting it on their computer and able to do it that way. And there's a lot of things that YouTube can probably do better as far as ways to protect that. And there's ways that us as content creators can be better. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a scary thing, and it sounds like thankfully the foundation guys are going to get their YouTube channel back. Hopefully, that's got all the content that it had on it, whatnot. I think I saw one of them post on Twitter earlier today, maybe a couple hours ago, more or less saying we're getting very close to getting our channel back. So mm-hmm. I, I'm always I'm happy to see that. You know, more power to them. I, I gave them a little bit of a, a razin online, not nothing too harsh, because I'm sure it's not the greatest day for them. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, it's I, I, as a guy who's in a obviously similar but different scenario with the fact that I dealt with my first ever real bout of uh, fraud uh, with my bank account back in October, and I'm still to this day dealing with some either inconveniences and or frustrations with that, and so it's got to feel pretty similar. Just the fact that some a-hole or group of a-holes have nothing better to do or plenty they feel to gain by, you know, just going out, performing this hackery, you know, which is in this case some version of theft or something or whatever their agenda is. It's just, it's so, it's just, yeah, obviously it's frustrating to anyone um, at any level. So yeah, I, I feel bad for them (laughs) and this goes for every person that gets their car broken into so on and so forth. It's yeah. You just got to hate thieves and people that are just jackasses for notes, sometimes no, what feels like no good reason.
1: But yes, there we, we do what we can to make sure that our accounts are locked down for the normal phishing and hack stuff. But clearly there's another way to do it. And I, I can't, again, I don't blame the foundation guys. It's not like I can laugh at them and say, ha, ah, maybe you should have had two factor authentication turned on when people get their Facebook account hacked or something along those lines. Those are different but this youtube one is pretty common and i don't know i don't want to say there's nothing they could have done but it, it was it's just difficult and i don't envy them at all yeah
0: uh all right well speaking of a little bit of theft uh hackery some uh, other silly uh stuff i've been watching florida man which has a pretty interesting excuse me storyline to it okay is it about Uh, calvin heimberg uh no so florida man is on netflix i was just actually looking at a few of the details looks like it's relatively new i don't know if anyone else has been watching it now let me be clear i do not think this is the next greatest uh comedy drama of all time oh it looks like this is in fact the first season i think i'm about five or six episodes Mm -hmm. into it it's mildly entertaining it's been great as you guys most of you know the The extent of my viewing usually goes to finding something, being able to download it two minutes before my plane leaves. Like, oh shoot, I need something to watch. Download it and then watch it. And the the first episode was enough to get me into the second and third. So I, I'd be curious to know if anyone else. I assume you have not heard of it, and I think I've heard I don't of know it. That but you'd um, really uh, it's it doesn't it's, sound like an interest. To it's me. not great, but it's it's <laughs> not bad. Uh, it's a so, great sell. Let's put that yeah, on the poster. Well, I'm just saying that's that's kind of my official review of it. Uh, it it's been all right. I don't know if anyone else has uh, something to comment on that. Uh, also, uh, I do have a little bit more of a review in that I also went to Sun River Brewing this weekend. As many of you know, when I go to – when I'm in Bend, one of the unique things that we do, as much as they're not paying me to wear my Bevel sweatshirt uh, – we don't just go to Bevel. We often do one, usually one of the nights or one of the days after our broadcast. But every other night, we go to some other place. So I've kind of had this front row, this very uh, unique experience of being there all these number of nights, and then I feel like I've been to very few places twice. It's part of being in Bend is obviously they have a ton of microbreweries, a ton of food cart pods. um all this other stuff we went to sun river which was our first time and it was a they had a sit down restaurant sun river i feel like is a semi well-known uh brewery and if uh what's all said and done um their pretzel was amazing and their rhino stout <laughs> which is a barrel aged imperial stout uh pretty damn good that, that'll be my real quick simple review pretty damn good if you're into imperial stouts anything barrel aged like that um yeah it was good so there's my there's my reviews oh and if uh you do get over to bevel they have there's four food carts four trucks that they have they recently um i don't want to say swapped out but uh, one one or two of the trucks had to leave uh one guy getting out of the business so on and so forth They've then replenished with two other trucks that are there, so there's four trucks that are there, you know all seven days a week and I can give another affirmative plug for sure by juniors uh whose specialty is there is mac and cheese, and then a million different sides that you can add mm. onto it, pretty damn good so uh as if you need another reason to go to Bevel, well, when you go out there yeah. and you want to choose from one of your four uh, places to eat, I'll say Junior's Mac and Cheese is amazing. So, uh-oh, see, look at that. Dan Harbeck says, checking. Oh, checking out. I thought you said checking it out. Have a great week. See you, Dan. Have a good night, Dan. Appreciate it. Halal Guys truck? No. Uh, did I look and see that there's a Halal Guys maybe in Portland? Um, I'm, I'm going to find one. I'm definitely going to uh, visit... As soon as I do find one. I you
1: know, I honestly have no urge. It doesn't seem like type of food I'm, I'm super I'm interested in. I'm there to support.
0: In. They support disc golf. Don't maybe, be such a jerk. Maybe
1: I get some fries.
0: Don't be such a jerk.
1: I mean, if there was one nearby, I would maybe grab some fries. But uh, the food
0: just doesn't. No, I guess I'm, it's not in uh, Arizona might be my next bet. I'll find one and I'll report back to everybody. Okay, good. Do you think the Pro Tour should just probably send me to like New York to go try it? I don't think they should. I think you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, Terry Bear can rack some mac and cheese. I mean, I, I think I eat it just like anyone else. I, I don't normally go out of my way for mac and cheese, but this is like a true like from scratch. This guy's mm. gone through culinary schools. Blah blah. Like this is this is some high end. It's not craft. Yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, that's too bad. I like craft.
0: All right. <laughs> mm. I had a review of something else too. It was a really good one, but I don't remember. So we'll get back to that later.
1: Well, maybe next weekend or next week, I'll have a review of the Standing Rocks Open. Oh, gosh. Johnny V going to play. I'm going to play around. I should, it, should we send cameras? Probably should. I'm sure the middle to bottom of the MP40 <laughs> division will be some great views. S- it's phenomenal views, uh, Terry. Yes. Send
0: one of your cameramen. Oh, my gosh. I can't think of something much more miserable. Uh, neither
1: can I. And I'm the <laughs> one playing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my gosh. I'm actually excited. I haven't played up at Standing Rocks in four or five years, if not more, maybe. I don't remember last time we went up and played. Ah, uh, It's been way longer for me
0: Uh yeah. four or five years,
1: personally. I'd have to go back and look. But, yeah, so I, I get a chance to go actually play an event this weekend. And it's the first, I was telling you before the before the broadcast, I haven't... I've got my basket out back, so I've putt a little bit. I'll go out there, and I'll throw 20 or 30, 40 putts with different putters. Right now, I've got a stack of uh, uh, Pures in the Steady BLs, mm. which I'll tell you, neither of them are really floating my boat yet. Mm. They're they're both a little bit stable for what I tend to like. It's not you. It's the putter. Well, it is when it's when they're both the same. I I like a very straight putter, so I'm still kind of leaning on my uh my deputies because they're a little bit worn in and they go real straight which is the style i like to put flat straight right at it but i'm trying to get these new putters starting to break them in a little bit and i don't know which one i like better yet the pure or the medium pure i think is what it is or the steady bl i might play around with more putters i might get some more this weekend uh just to mess around and see what's going on we'll see what happens but so i've putted i haven't literally thrown a disc in, I think, nine months? Maybe yeah. maybe ten
0: months? If if your
1: overall natural skills and abilities don't oh, just kick in, then then what good is it? Then, then really. So the first Friday, we're heading up Friday morning. I think our buddy Steve and I, we're going to head up probably around eight or nine in the morning. Get there, get a practice round and a half or two in if we can. And I'm sure that'll probably wreck my arm and I'll be all complaining the rest of the weekend because mm. I haven't thrown forever. But it will be a lot of fun, and I'm I'm excited to see myself finish, like I said, middle to bottom of MP40. Yeah, I'm that... just a hair too high on my player rating to, to play MA40, which is probably where I belong. So I'm going to do the MP40 action, and we'll see. The good thing is I don't believe these courses have changed much since we were last there five, seven, ten years ago, whatever that is. I'm hoping it's like riding a horse. Just get right back on mm. or a bike or riding anything for that matter. Yeah. We'll see. I There's don't. a good chance though that I'm going to come in like third to last. Okay. Well, we'll find out. I'll report. You can I, follow my, me live on PDGA live. I will absolutely not be watching the live scoring. Ah, yeah, you will. You'll check it out. You'll check it out to laugh. I mean, I'll be recording stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I'm saying, like Saturday night, you'll log in and be like, "Oh look, uh, so
0: oh, scroll, 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 scroll." There's Johnny. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on it uh yeah Doc then says, what i'll do
1: is i'll call you and go through every hole yes,
0: with you yes well on hole one oh, man, and I and the co- and the
1: guys i played with what they shot to so i was like with jeff and he yeah. you know he threw off to the right you know where the right is terry yeah, it's I got do. yeah, you don't want to be over there you, know, you don't want to be over there every hole i'll make sure that would be or, great or i can voxer you um or or voice chat you after every hole and give you an
0: update yeah so it'd be like live It'd be like live coverage. yeah that would that would be exactly what i wouldn't want <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I I think I'm gonna pass. Uh, you don't have a choice. I'm gonna also tell you guys that uh, since yeah, since last week, I released Chiang Mai footage. So if you are interested, I realize this from a few months ago. Doesn't matter. You probably weren't thinking about it. So now it's a surprise. Uh, I think it was on Thursday or Friday i had released it. And so Chiang Mai open footage. They have two courses in Chiang Mai currently. This is one of the two. Scott Stokely, Shasta Chris, a couple other guys, uh, all in the hunt for going into our final round on a Sunday morning. And I've got that released. And uh, here, here's also a little plug. Not kind of. I'm curious to know what you guys think of the intro music. Mm-hmm. Uh, a gentleman had uh, offered to put something together for me. I ended up putting it into the intro, and uh, it's definitely got a different beat and tone than what I've had for my last few video. Well, for my last five years of videos. So uh, I'd be curious to know what you guys, any feedback you guys have. Uh, you'll also hear it this weekend as well. So, all right, Doc is that "Oh yes, oh my gosh, I can't think of something more exciting for your wife than for her to film oh, you playing golf this weekend." She, first of all, she what didn't, would it take? Mm-hmm.
1: For her to film it? For her to film. Oh, my God. I can't. I, mm, new diamond earrings or something along those lines. Like that was, if I said, honey, here's a pair of giant diamond earrings. She might do it.
0: I wouldn't. No, I, well, no, you you, know, you don't have your, your, your ears I pierced. I have my ears pierced. Still? I, even no. if I could pawn them off, I still don't think I, I just, the money would be worth. No. She used to
1: love walking around with us or me when we would play. Um, We'd go to tournaments. She just kind of hang out and walk around before we had kids. She caddied for me one time in my entire life. And that was at Standing Rock or I'm sorry, Sandy Point. But that was really it. She she would. I'll tell you what. If we got rid of the kids for the weekend, she would love to come along and walk around. But. She's actually very busy this weekend, and <laughs> she has a very. Uh, she's a coordinator for Gigi's Playhouse. They're doing a big fundraiser this weekend for a run five uh, k, and apparently it's been planned for months and months, as these things are. But she never put it in the calendar. So when I signed up for Standing Rocks, it was like a week and a half ago. I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, next weekend uh, I'm going up Standing Rocks, and she looks at me. She's like, wait, what weekend? I was like, yeah, next weekend. Not this upcoming one because it was a week and a half ago. I said, like, but next weekend. She's like, wait, that's the same weekend in my run walk. I was like, yeah, so? I don't know. It's not in the calendar, hon. Sorry, it doesn't exist. No. And so there was a little bit of a discussion there in it. So we ended up having to find, uh, we're going to find some babysitters. So mother-in-law will come down for the weekend. Love babysit. it. Babysit. But yeah. Right, well, so she's uh she wasn't extremely happy that well, I was. Well, how leaving. about
0: this? You just find somebody that will get me. Vertical cell phone footage of all of your shots, mm. and then I just we put that together. How about
1: just a bunch of pictures, like as I <laughs> throw? Yeah. They're... So you have to <laughs> scroll through them to see if I make it or not. Like, oh, oh yeah, darn it! We'll and see. then
0: take a picture of your of your paper scorecard. So after every hole, I'll use that to update the scores. So just a picture, good call. And we'll just slide that in, and then we'll put some music. And it'll be this beautiful montage. It sounds like a great plan, I don't know. Terry. You guys, you guys are, I can hear you guys getting all excited and geared up for this. Ooh, I can't think of anything more miserable. Uh, okay. Yeah, maybe not. All right. Uh, congrats, Paige Hsu, Uh posted that she got an ace this week. Meh. I'll just throw that in there, Paige. Congrats. Oh, Paige Shu also and Grady. They had a big weekend. They went to go see Taylor Swift. T. Swift. Hannah Macbeth went to T. Swift a couple weeks ago. I know. That's uh. That's some big-time stuff here. When are you going to go see some Taylor Swift? My my daughters think I'm <laughs> going to take them, and I keep That's, telling them they're crazy. They're not. Uh, T-Swift comes to... The nearest she gets to us here in Wisconsin is uh, Chicago, and it's over... Again, there's no there's chance ever that I would be uh, paying for those tickets. But uh, she does come to Chicago, and it's the Portland Open weekend in about a month. And so just... Uh, driving the point home that much harder that I will not be taking them. I'll be working in Portland. All right. Mm, Let me see if there's anything else as Johnny gets our Patreon peeps all ready to go. Oh, I've got some discs. Uh, Somebody reached out to me and... Speaking of reaching, couldn't reach. Somebody reached out to me and was looking for some older discs. I finally took a few minutes that I had today to go uh, try and hunt a couple down. So I'll be sending those back, uh, some pictures and some options. Right now, unless you massively object to it or you reach out to me soon enough, uh, tonight's giveaway will be our Skyline Classic. Oh, unless Johnny buys it from me first. What is it? Uh, That is a roach. So it sounds like something Mm. you should be throwing. Uh, but it is a roach with the skyline classic mm. logo on it. Don't know.
1: So, Don't think so, Terry.
0: Anyway, that's uh what we've got for a giveaway. But I did. I was digging deep because somebody said, "Hey, is there any chance you have these?" And uh, so just before I came here, I that's, found Glowflex Buzz. It's a Glowflex. No, that's Buzz. Oh, yes, that is a Buzz. A 2015 yeah, 2015 Ledgestone Glowflex was he said do you have any i'm like i got of course i do of them uh so i ended up finding a few that i'll be able to offer up as an option to him um (laughs) it is funny sometimes to get these these of course random requests because i got a lot of random discs and it's just a matter of finding them all and these these have been tucked away for a few years and here's this these do need to be busted back out is some people should be losing their minds over some of the very earliest ever um crystal flex zones. I know there's the zone OS, blah blah blah. Yeah, this was this was before all that's that pre McBath. Yes. 2015 Crystal Flex Zone. Uh and I found that I must have stashed a few of them. So go figure. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah, you anyway. were anyway.
1: T- you were talking about organizing discs. Uh for those of you that are on the Discord, the Smashbox Discord. I think I updated the link on the YouTube if you're interested in joining look at our youtube i think the discord link is updated uh this weekend i got a little ambitious and i created some wooden disc racks kind of what's the company that does them all is Disc it, racks is it disc? disc Heiser racks? Racks, Heiser racks yeah kind of modeled after the hyzer racks a little oh, bit you you but patent but, breaking but cable. again not they were modeled after they're not anywhere near as nice Mm -hmm. Um, these are pretty raw i've got a bunch of i had a bunch of spare wood lying around so you know more or less two ends some slanted brackets underneath to hold the discs and one board to support it to secure it so it's not so twisty and i made four of them and now i've got uh, i took some pictures and posted them on the discord but i took a bunch of discs out of bins so we now have uh, i I now have a, a a rack, a bunch of racks of discs. It saved, it saved quite like a shelf and a half of space. I was able to move a couple things around and consolidate a few things. I left some of the collector stuff that I have still in bins, as you know. You and I both have a bunch of the foreclaw stuff. Uh, and you know, I've got some old CE crap and just signature discs. I kept those in bags and I kept them in boxes or the bins because I don't plan on ever needing them to take them out, but I clearly <laughs> will need someday the, 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 the 2012 wraiths that I still have that are all slightly used, mm. the, the, the white pro wraiths. Yeah. Or, or the uh you know the <laughs> pfn bro yeah those are pfn yeah those I are need some of those 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 are pfn or maybe the x clone mm. the x the, the two or three x clones that i have the couple cyclones those are those are gonna be in high demand so i need to have make sure those those are at the ready easily
0: accessible yeah and don't worry Hyzeracs. i'm looking right now there's you have nothing to worry you do about not have Johnny. anything to fear it's not it will not be putting you guys out of business someone asks how do i like to organize them
1: by speed or color uh Honestly, they, uh, they're by manufacturer. Mm. I just put, because that's how I had them in bins. So I just put all of the disc craft up first and then I put all of the Innova up first. And that's primarily what I have. I have a few random, you know, DGA discs, a few random DD discs, but that's, I think a couple Discmania discs, but not many. And even those I think are very early Discmania discs, the ones that had like psycho on them and not mm. the, you know, DD three or whatever they are these days. But yeah, so they're really just up there by manufacturer and then no specific sorting. At some point, maybe if I get bored, I'll go through and put like, hey, here's all putters, here's or here's all innova putters, here's all disc craft putters, here's all but honestly, I do have one little area that's, you know, front and center off to the right, which is stuff that I more or less could have in my bag. There's probably maybe twenty discs there that things that might still go in my bag. Everything else I doubt would ever see my bag again. And, you know, there's a couple putters, you know, a couple drivers up there as far as I think there's like a a couple stalkers, some destroyers, an ESP zone, some comets, one or two newer buzzes, not the older stuff. And that's really about it. So that's kind of how they're organized. It's n- nothing fancy. I literally just threw that stuff together in. It probably took me two to three hours to put all to cut all the wood, assemble them pretty sloppily. And and do that. And I was fortunate enough to have spare wood, so it didn't really matter. Otherwise it was just gonna get burned.
0: Uh someone just reached out to me here this evening. If you need boxes or bags for storing or shipping mm-hmm. your discs. I'm your guy. Terry's your,
1: your guy. He yet. just gave me some. Yeah. There was a few discs that I have signatures on that I didn't have bags for yet.
0: Yeah, let's, uh, and just in case anyone really does care, and some of you are familiar with this, some of you aren't, uh, you can go out and get a Ziploc bag, which is going to cost you more money. Which and, is what some of mine are. They're they're yep. like the freezer bags. Um, the, the one of the, and I know this might sound silly to some people until you really actually get into it a little bit, uh, the, the bags that I typically offer up are nine by nine which is almost exactly perfect for like 98% of the discs you'll ever see or throw. And so when you put them in, there's not a, a lot of extra space on the top, as I'm doing so right now. And so as you see this, this is obviously the zone. But as you put them in, when, when you have bigger bags, which are usually like 9 by 11 or 9 by 12s or sometimes 10 by 12s there's a couple extra inches then, and they don't store nearly as well. And so I know somebody would say, like, well, I could just go to the dollar store. You could go all sorts of places. You can. And I think if you're going to protect a disc, putting it in a plastic bag is a very good start, regardless of what it is. However, there is an advantage. And these are not just, like, common. You're not going to go to any grocery store or dollar store or hardware store and just find a typical or a standard 9 by 9 bag. So... Um, there is an advantage to getting them. And then they store obviously within your bins and wherever else that much easier. Or if you're shipping them, there's not a lot of uh, access that goes along with it. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And if you're
1: going to ship it, obviously you should be using my disc in a box from Terry Miller, which is the most versatile box out on the market. Uh, Nobody makes a better box. (laughs) Nobody makes a better box. Uh, Ray asks, so Johnny, is there any way Smashbox itself would be valuable to the DGPT if they wanted to buy it? You've already sort of donated years of problem solving engineering to them already. There a while ago, many years ago, there was talks of Smashbox kind of joining up with the Disc Golf Pro Tour, and ooh, Terry and I decided at that point that we didn't think it was the right move for us. I mean, I didn't want to quit my job at the time, which I think is what it would have been. I would have been a full time employee. Um, instead, what we do is we agree to be contractors and help them out and work with them in the future is there a possibility for smashbox? I don't think so. Um individually maybe We don't sell out, bro. Dude, we're not sellouts like Jomez. God, that's so dumb. Um I don't I don't know personally. I don't know what we have to offer as far as Smashbox the company other than the podcast. And so I don't necessarily see there being a a big value to the pro tour. And I think there's something that could be said about what the Pro Tour did with Jomez. I mean, it clearly, Jonathan had kind of hinted that, you know, it was difficult financially for them at the moment. The Pro Tour could have just sat for another year, finished this year off, and been done, and say, like, cool, thanks, Jomez. Hired, they already have the cameraman, hire two or three editors, and they could have replicated to a point the post-production that Jomez does. I mean, we've already seen that they can do post-production with the Silver Events, that's Central Coast. It wouldn't be tough for them to have maybe acquired Central Coast instead and undone that. But the Pro Tour, I feel like, extended an olive branch to Jomez and the community to show their goodwill, and I respect them for that. They, they They didn't need to do what they had done. And granted, Jomez has other things. It's not just their post productions. Obviously it's like the putting game and, and and the podcast. So that was all part of it. But I mean in theory, I've I've said for a long time, the Pro Tour doesn't didn't the Pro Tour didn't need Jomez. But in, but they chose to acquire them. And so I think that is very upstanding of them to to say to the community, we see value in the people that built help build disc golf to what it is. So it's an interesting scenario, but as far as Smashbox, eh, I doubt it. I don't think there's much that Smashbox itself has that uh, the Pro Tour would probably want. Now, the 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 master superior intellect on the people behind Smashbox?
0: They don't want that either. They don't want that either, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> Come
1: on. Uh, no, who knows? Who knows what the future holds, but you never know.
0: All right. Um, just... Uh, docs that just feel like DGPT is going to cl- uh, clamp down with a lot of NDAs and I wonder if they would ever kill Smashbox by not letting Terry talk about disc golf without approval. I mean th- I t- you can't know do- what Johnny's point is. Obviously if there's NDAs and certain things that I just in general can't talk about or Johnny couldn't talk about that. We couldn't talk about scenario. this
1: acquisition. We knew about it for months. Like since the yeah. All-Star break we've known about the fact that this was going to happen. It just wasn't finalized.
0: Yeah and so there is something to be said about us still being independent of the pro tour to some regard as well. the fact that we and hopefully we've never crossed the line or don't ever plan to cross any line of you know there's things that we see in here as Johnny just alluded to, knowing that something was of this nature was somewhat in the works, of course we didn't know every single detail, but knowing that the you know even this jomez acquisition was a was a conversation piece, and then us just not. Talking about it for months upon months. Hopefully, we continue to maintain that that integrity and trust with them as to what things can or can't be talked about. But also, even with all that being said, there's going to be times where, whether it's an event or uh, a, a decision within the pro tour, that we don't just simply, you know, tow a company line of exclusively whatever they're saying, thinking, or believing as well. We still have a, a, a not of course we still have our independence now if it's freedom if there's still something that uh we may have a slight bias because we're in the know or have a relationship and I'm I'm not going to deny that's not the case mm-hmm. however 9 times out of 10 I feel like us being in the know just maybe strengthens the reason why we have the bias that we have because there's oftentimes something gets announced somebody has a reaction they're wildly off base with their assumption and then if if someone like us comes in and makes either a defense or or makes a statement it's probably because we have more information and so maybe we're not seeing it as the original complainer was saying in the first place so yeah i i i i said specifically i'll, I'll admit this i said this specifically to Todd Rainer Rainer Rainwater <laughs> Rainer. Todd, Rainer, Todd Rainer Todd Rainwater one day in the last few months i said Us having or me having the separation also provides a little bit of a buffer. So if I did, we or I said something incredibly stupid or ridiculous or out of pocket or whatever, and I'm not an employee per se. Well, you got a little extra buffer there, <laughs> uh, you know. You're you're not necessarily liable for something that I may do or say. Yeah,
1: I've run my mouth on Reddit before. Somebody says something dumb, and I I, I clap back at them, and I feel like if I was a pro tour employee, I, I would not do that. I should not do that, especially if it's related to the pro tour.
0: Yeah, so it, there's still a fine line. Now, does that does that mean we're going to be out there, you know, uh, stirring up controversies or and or? Um, you know, bl- blindly screaming or complaining or, or you know, getting all worked up? No, probably not. What? I think we'd like to maintain still a little bit of civility no matter how we feel. I think that's just a good move in general. But, yeah, in, in direct and indirect ways, we represent mm-hmm. and work with the network and the Pro Tour, and that seems to be working so far until we do something. Really until strange.
1: we do something really dumb. And, and I'll say, I, I've said it during the uh, interview – we work really close with the guys from the pro tour me specifically with the guys in the control room, Terry with the guys in the booth and then occasionally on the course, they're good guys. Yeah. Like I, I respect every one of them. They, they work hard and they, they, they are good people. Yeah. So, so- even
0: though we're not directly W two employees, we clearly treat this all as we're all on the same team. I said we earlier, like when I, when I was yeah, in the in exactly. the interview,
1: like, yeah, we or in it. I'm like, it's not really we. It's me as a contractor. So,
0: yeah. Uh, Spock says that uh, I'm looking forward to the senior tour that Callie McMorran has been working towards. It, it, interestingly enough, I have a particular weekend off at some point and I was thinking, man, can I go play golf somewhere? And I looked and where the tour, the scene, the uh, yeah, the master's tour was. It was yeah, called the senior, tour. Yeah, know, the senior <laughs> tour. Um, it wasn't in a place that it was even remotely viable for me to be able to get to really for a weekend of play, but it was something that I looked into. And I, and I'm equally as interested to see. The, I, I believe they have a standings, I think Statmando is doing them, I think is where they're hosting their standings right now and to see who is playing how many events. Are, uh, is this a regional thing where if it's in your area, you're playing it, or are they actually gaining some additional traction where people are trying to follow and play multiple events throughout the tour? And in the early goings, I think the most I've seen anyone play, I don't know if it's two or three. Kale, I know, has played in two of the events. It's probably that, Yeah, No, surprisingly, he <laughs> wasn't. But that's something that I will be interested to see is, is this a tour in which people will... Tour go out of their way for, or is this uh, it happens to be a tour that a stop is going on in their town and that's what they're going to show interest in? And can they build it to a place where people are actively going out to tour? Obviously, that would be the plan, hence, it's called the Disc Golf Masters Tour. So Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: Dr. Magneto says, and this is kind of something I want to touch on. He says, Jonathan made a bad decision for buying those rights. The two-year rights at $250,000 a year. I'm going to disagree with that. And I know Jonathan Jonathan says what Jonathan said. I, I would... I don't know what he really thinks. Maybe that is what he truly thinks. Maybe he's putting on a great front. Maybe he thinks it was a good or a bad decision. I can't say. I'm not in his head, but it's it's a really funny position to be in because we we said no other production company could have touched that number. Not anywhere close. It would even thought of it. Yeah, like that. That just Jomez was in such a unique position to, in theory, be able to afford that at the time. Uh, but there's a difference between maybe what it's worth because what I'm saying is just because they're the only ones that could do it doesn't necessarily mean that's not what it was worth because you have to take the account of what could the pro tour have done and I always looked at it as like is the lead card worth $250,000 a year probably probably you know, if if the pro tour had said, "All right, this is the number we're looking for," and Jonathan had said, "Nope, that's I, I don't feel that it's worth that," maybe we'll go cover a second card. And the pro tour took over the lead card. I truly believe that the pro tour could have made two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on that lead card for them. You know, you as I said, you hire an editor or so. You've already got the cameraman doing live, and then Sean Jack, who is the the lead. I don't want to call him lead salesman. I don't know what his technical uh, job title is, but he's the guy partnership who's... Partnership manager. Partnership manager. Thank you. He's the- probably the partnership manager for the Pro Tour. How great would it be to, which they can do now as well, two years ago, say, hey, we we can ace run productions. We can sell your ads on the live and you can get them on our new post-production thing. So I believe that there the value was there. I'm not arguing with the number. Just because Jomez was the only... Company that could provide that number doesn't necessarily mean it was the wrong number. Um, I truly think the Pro Tour could have gotten that amount of money out of it themselves if they if they truly wanted to, but it's all hard to say. It's that's speculation, and so I don't necessarily think was it bad for Jomez. I don't know. I I, I don't see Jonathan's books. I don't really. That's it seems to have worked out for them. So ultimately, I'm, I'm happy for Jonathan and the entire company that gets to now work with Disc Golf Pro Tour. So it's just if, just a funny position to be in as the only company that could afford to pay it. But was it worth it? And how do you define that worth? Is it worth what someone's willing to pay for it or is it worth what you can get the type of money you can get out of it? It's interesting.
0: Yeah, and I think Spock's right on. He says Jeff Spring is going to uh, take the Jomez footage and put it all on DVDs and then sell it.
1: That's a great business plan. Yes. Has
0: anyone thought about DVDs? But, Terry,
1: DVDs are old. How about we go Blu-ray?
0: Yeah, that, that would be probably the best way to do it. I could see doing some Blu-ray discs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can, right, I, can I put the stickers on the discs? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Johnny V's going to pull our patreon support number here tonight and uh, we'll have a free giveaway as i just mentioned a little earlier i still have a little bit of this very sweet skyline classic action and uh yeah happy to get this guy this this one sent out to you
1: no one can see that terry we have 144 people eligible for our giveaway tonight um if you want to be eligible for the giveaway you can go to patreon.com slash smashbox tv you know you know we're still independent This is how we fund our stuff. You know, we're not... We need it. We need it. Um, If you also want to be eligible for the giveaway, you can go to smashbox.tv slash weekly giveaways, and that'll get you entered in. You just have to enter in every week. And I pulled in three or four names this week as well. So thanks to everyone that continues to go out there and submit your tickets, even if you're not a Patreon supporter.
0: Well, Johnny, the the, uh, amazing... Board is letting us know that we have two to do tonight since we, we, last we week, did last week or didn't. We did not do one so last week. I'm, I'm all about out. it. Yeah, we'll have two then. Sounds great. So, so let's f- pull. We'll, we're going to pull the very first number. That's going to be our winner. And then we'll pull the next number. That'll be another winner. All right. And we'll get stuff sent out to you guys. Our,
1: I sorted it by first name. First name. So the first number is so 29. Aardvark is in luck. Twenty nine. No, I hope I don't think there's 29, 28 people in front of our any, any errands. Uh, We're gonna find out. All right, twenty nine. I said right. So let me scroll up. That is Chris
0: Spear. Congratulations, Chris, Chris Spear. Thank you, Chris. I I have never shipped to Chris Spear before. So in terms yeah. of a giveaway, so That's I'm uh, excited to do so. So Chris
1: Spear, you'll uh, you'll get an email from Terry. I will get your email address, send it over to
0: him, and we'll get that to happen. Yeah, we got to double check that we've got the correct. Just the other day, after being gone for a while, out of nowhere, something else returned to me. Somebody didn't give me the right address. Oh, Terry. Uh, there's nothing. And my. It was my daughter who said, that kind of sucks. Don't you have to pay for that? I said, yeah, I do. we did. We paid for it to go out. Double and shipping. And then when it comes back... Uh, so hopefully uh, we can get to the bottom of uh, having the updated and correct address. Believe it or not, oftentimes when you don't receive something, sometimes it's my fault because I'm not caught up. A lot of other times I don't have an email or I don't have a uh, an address for you. So
1: yeah. let's... Uh, yeah, if, if you are a $3 and above Patreon supporter, we have your address in Patreon. So please make sure that's up to date, especially yes. when we want to send you the Patreon discs. But also... Um, if we don't have your mailing address, that's when I give Terry the email yeah, address. Can't, I
0: can't send you free stuff.
1: And then I he's got to address. reach out and all that stuff. All right, Terry, let's do our second drawing tonight. There we go. It so can't
0: be Chris again.
1: It cannot be. Well, if it does 29 again, which in theory it could. but if it, Well, we're, I'm saying we're,
0: we're, we'll have to repull.
1: We would. If it, if, it, if it comes up as 29 again, we will definitely repull. But it's not going to. I guarantee it, Terry. Oh, well, you can't guarantee I'm it. I'm going to guarantee it.
0: You, but you can't. I know, but I'm going. I mean, to. the ch- the odds are very unlikely.
1: I'm gonna guarantee it. And the next number is P29. twenty-nine. <laughs> no, it's one thirty. One thirty. So let's look at number one thirty. Gonna scroll down towards the bottom. Ted Tracy, congratulations, Ted. Love it, Ted Tracy. You are an early smashy at the one dollar level. So thank you very much for your support. Hopefully this you'll get something great from Terry.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, if you want to come pick it up, I could bring it to Bevel. I don't think you're near there. Oh, he's in. But you're he, in Oregon. So I'm Oregon. just going to assume it's near just Bevel. leave it at Bevel and just let him. You know, <laughs> everything's near Bevel. Probably. That's what we'll tell him. Uh, so very much appreciate that, Ted. Thank you. We'll uh, we'll get something here shipped out to you. Uh, Carney asked, what's the story be- behind the rap song intro? Uh, it was it's a pretty short story. Uh, I wrapped it. No a gentleman reached out to me, said, I'd like to make some music for you. I said, all right, I've got none of those talents and I could use some music. He said, here you go. I had an intro and now we're going to be able to use the beat as well as that will go under future uh, drone previews. I put it into the Chiang Mai footage. The only uh, response that I got was positive. So to me... That means it's good enough to keep moving forward. So look for it in this weekend's coverage as well over at Huck Central. Ray asks, "Hey, are you getting any money for the
1: ads on the podcast that you've been putting in?" Yeah, and the answer to,
0: we're about to uh... the
1: answer is yes. Is are we getting we're, rich? we're getting fat rich, Terry. Heck yeah! I think it took about two months, and we earned about a hundred dollars.
0: Dang! Yeah,
1: two months to earn a hundred dollars on oh, our uh, podcast ads. It's... Something. Uh, That's something and we appreciate it. Yep. And if you don't want to hear those ads, you can be a Patreon supporter. They get it ad free. But if you don't mind listening to the ads, that's how you're contributing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Doc says, Terry, meet them at Bevel and buy them a drink since no shipping. Uh, The shipping would be way cheaper for starters. No, fly out to Bevel extra time um yeah no uh that's that's a great idea especially if i get nate to nate and val to sponsor the beverage then no i don't pay shipping or for the beverage now now if he is if he is near ben just have him show up there and
1: just take a disc out of Devil's inventory. That's even a better idea. Be like, oh, hey, this
0: disc off the rack, that's for you. <laughs> hey Val, Patreon, and just walk out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: Put that in the books. Uh oh my gosh, I'm excited. Nate Nate has brewed and now barreled a uh a stout and damn it's good. It's not in their wheelhouse typically because they're so uh hoppy and IPAs, but he has brewed a phenomenal stout. Mm. Ray asks uh, uh, a question. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say it's
1: a great question, but uh, I mean it's, but it's not.
0: You're hesitating, you're pausing on it I'm not a saying question. It,
1: I'm not saying it's a bad question. Uh what are your thoughts on disc golf companies holding stamp design competitions where they solicit free submissions from the community and use them? Um I think it's a trash idea. I, I don't like it at all. Um what I would rather see is these companies. Have people submit examples of their work, mm. and then you can maybe win the opportunity to work for them, and you still pay them. Like you still have to. To me, you should pay the artists, and it feels like a kind of a cop out to say, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do a design competition." Then you get like these four, five, six, seven designs. And maybe you reuse them. Maybe you work with the artist. Maybe you have them. But you should be paying the artists. That, that's, that's my thought. I, I don't like the design competition idea. I think there's better ways to do it. I think, like I said, I would rather see them submit, you know, hey, here are, here's some art that, I have, that, I, that I've done maybe for other mm-hmm. events or just personal art. But not necessarily art for that particular contest um, I'd rather see that because I think it is cool if you if you're an artist to and you want to get your art put on a disc. Trust me, if you want if you're an artist and you want to get your art put on discs, first of all, reach out to Terry. Second of all, reach out to almost any tournament director because usually they're looking for an art for some sort of art just lo- locally. I guarantee you, you can probably get your art on somebody's disc. Somebody will if if you're that interested. Now. Again, some people maybe want the recognition of being like, "Oh, I, it, this is my you know I got picked for this stock stamp, which could be cool." You know, sure. if you know, we'll throw the the destroyer out there, like, "Oh, that's my art on the destroyer," and they make you know hundreds of thousands of them a year. Yeah, I, I pay the artists, pay the artists. That's my my take on it.
0: Okay. Um... And saying that, anyone that wants to design something can send it to me. <laughs> I've got a plan. Uh, Doc Zen says, Terry, any chance Bevel doing well enough? Val might be out on tour soon. A couple couple points to that. One, she's pregnant and going to have a child in uh, two and a half months. Well, what do you think Nate's for? Uh, Hand the child off. Go on tour. (laughs) So there's that major perspective. I mean, you think of child. You think about uh, recovery from having said child all of that. So that would be a significant well, a mildly significant amount of time at this point. But more importantly, that's not that's not where their passion is. That's not where their desires are. They right now and I and I speak to them often and I spend 12 to 16 hours a day with them uh when I'm out there usually. They they that is not that's not a goal right now. That is not in the plan of hey, we want to get bevel to a certain point so we can get back on tour. To me, it feels like they are very, very happy with where they are in growing Bevel. Bevel is their, is their life and their livelihood, their passion, and playing golf just, just flat out isn't. And both I, of them, especially Nate, from what he's told me, doesn't ever want a half-ass it. He doesn't want to show up to, you know, maybe he qualifies or is qualified to USDGC because he's a previous champion or whatever. Or Discraft says, hey, we really want you at the Green Mountain Championships next year. Whatever the case might be on a sponsor exemption because he's not qualified otherwise. He's just not interested unless he's putting in a full effort to get back in disc golf ready wonder, shape. He has no interest. Would,
1: I, I would love to ask him, and maybe you can ask him, how long does he think it would take for him to get back into Like, I'm going
0: to say a like, full 60 days of like playing, full two practicing months. Yeah. every day. And more importantly than just practicing having the passion and the desire to practice, yeah, that's all doesn't assuming. Have that in the first, so yeah. you have to have that to really put in the full effort mm-hmm. and then I bet you may, maybe he would say thirty to forty five but I think i think I think
1: thirty to forty five to get into cashing and then sixty if you want to start maybe thinking
0: about competing, yeah, and he just he doesn't have that interest, and I'm not clearly I'm not on his level, more Johnny. What similar to us. Like I, I just don't have the interest. I have the time to go play disc golf. Mm-hmm. I don't have the passion or the drive or the ambition to go out there and actually uh, a play or be practiced to get it even better. At and it. that's, that's where I'm at. I don't, I want to go out and play and
1: compete in tournaments and have fun. I still don't have a passion to get better. I know that sounds exactly. silly. Like, no, it's d- not silly. It, like to me, going to a tournament with my friends, and hanging out and being in the environment, whether I take, you know, I'll be, I won't say disappointed. I'll be, I'm sure at some point during the weekend, this weekend, I will be upset with myself because I am not as good as I used to be. Hands down. I will throw a horrible shot and go, God, if I practiced, I know I wouldn't make that mistake and I'll get down on myself. I guarantee it. But I also don't have the time right now or truly the dedication to go out and be like, I am going to get better. I want to be competing in the MP40 division, not just playing. And I'm happy to go and play like to me, seeing all my friends hanging out, throwing some discs. And you know, if, if I'm, if I'm lucky, maybe I take bottom cash. If it, it's, if I have a great weekend and I'm not counting on that. <laughs> so, and nobody else, nor should you, if you're, if you're placing
0: bets, don't do, put them in your fantasy. Don't lineup. put me in my MP, Johnny in your v- MP40 F- fantasy MP40 lineup Bl- for standing rocks. Yeah. Do not do that. I know there's a lot of people in on that on that weekly, uh, league, but don't get it. I think, you know, talking about DOS and getting back on tour and whatnot,
1: I wouldn't be shocked if he was more excited to start up a second bevel, like across town or something before he would, you know, if you got to that point where it's like, Oh, we've got this bevel up and running. It it can go on its own and don't have to think about us. We're not even needed. um, I think he's more likely to say, let's open another one before he has to say, let's go back on
0: tour. Yeah, they're just, I'll just, and i do not know I, I, you know. I don't think I'm sharing any real secrets by saying that just isn't their interest right now. And, and maybe in a few years, four or five years, maybe they have a little bit of a change of heart where they, uh, you know, are interested, but I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I, I was just gonna say, I don't even think that, but I think if they're going to, if here's, here's how
1: I would see them getting back into the sport. I could see possibly like in four or five years them deciding maybe they're going to run an event like, hey, let's let's run an event here and bend like a, a real like a good B tier and maybe try if there's a good good enough course, try to get it to an A tier or something. That's how I could maybe see them doing it. You know it's sponsored by Bevel, it's all these other things. I, I don't see, I just don't see Nate coming back to the tour at this point. He's got too much pride in how he how he did play that i I don't want to say he would be scared because I don't think he's scared to come back on tour, but it's a different sport. yeah well he he doesn't want to come back if he's not fully practiced. But, and the funny thing is, even fully practiced at his age, the way the courses are these days. Like it's a it's it's a different sport than what Nate even when sure. pra- practically when he but. left like Nate could Nate was a far thrower for his time like w- w- he's pushing he could probably push four hundred foot throw now pretty easily easily but I mean these guys out here are pushing five five fifty sure. I, I just don't think that it's it doesn't make it wouldn't make any sense for Nate to come back in today's age for some reason I yeah I don't know I I, I would love to see it I'd love to see him go get two months of Rocky-style you know, <laughs> montage practice
0: yeah. and, and come back on tour and see how he does. But I, d- I just don't see it happening. I don't think it would take him that long to, to use the number that was thrown on the board. I don't think it would take him that long to shoot 1030 golf oh, uh, because he has been so naturally gifted and talented that uh, 1030 golf would not even mm-hmm. surprise me whatsoever. I mean, when I played around with him uh, at go. a decent course... Last year, the the guy even Rusty is still pretty damn yes. good, and and we nobody should be surprised by that. He's, he's still he's got pretty that floor that's on the eleventh di- yeah, floor. <laughs> exactly, he's pretty damn good. Uh. Um, so, it, but he he doesn't want to come out if he's not fully practiced and at you know in prime condition to do so.
1: Buzzed Swan nails it too. Discraft probably doesn't even make half the discs in his bag anymore, so he can't lose them. That's why he doesn't play anymore. Yeah, he just can't lose them. Sorry, that's an irreplaceable disc.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, twenty. I mean, Val won worlds in twenty sixteen. Uh, they still were playing in twenty eighteen. Yeah, didn't Nate win 2018? Green Mountain in twenty eighteen? I want to say it was Green Mountain in twenty eighteen. Um, is is when he won? So, uh, again, uh, they are, um. That's just not, and having a child now on the way, certainly not any of their focus right now. Uh, Val is about to celebrate her birthday. I think she's turning 37. Nope. Uh, I wouldn't have a, said that all out. In but... <laughs> a few days. And uh, Nate will be doing the same roughly in a few weeks. Him and Nate Sexton are within a few days of each other, I think, for their birthday. So um, same exact age as well. Roger so.
1: Nock has a great question. Damn, this show is long. Mm. That that You're right it is we do this is what we do every week roger and it's it's everyone used to make fun of and rightfully so make fun of smashbox because of how long we went you know it was three or four hour shows but if you, a lot of the other podcasts like if if foundation ever gets their youtube channel back <laughs> um uh or ultra world i mean ultra world does two shows a week and like a subscriber bonus i think. So they're putting out three hours of kind of they just spread it out a little bit. We get it all done in one night, you know. Uh, I,
0: and I do have a very brief update because uh, I see it taking place on my personal page on Facebook, so I'll quickly address it. Uh, Mark Hill earlier had said, "Got to be honest, a little disappointing. Cap merch isn't on the show tonight, uh, as we kind of alluded to just a little while ago that we already knew we were going to have um, uh, that we were going to have the. Uh, Jomez and Jeff spring conversation and the pro tour conversation. In addition to that, I did reach out to cat. And in addition to that, cat had replied now saying, Hey, I'm all good. I'm enjoying my week off. And, um, I'm also traveling across country, but I'm enjoying my week off. And so it's, um, no big deal. And I'm not really doing interviews. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case somebody wanted to still be, um, either inquiring and, or, um, upset or disappointed or frustrated, uh, I I had reached out to her. I, did, I wasn't. I did ask if she was interested in the interview, and she said I you know she was politely declining. Which, just to be very clear, I'm We're no, nobody's ever mad or offended. And yes, we know that is typically our somewhat of our protocol uh, is to not not necessarily just always have the winner. Uh, winners are commonly who we have the weekend after an event, but it also somewhat depends from time to time on as to who they are, and when it's someone like we'll say a Vinny were a Kristen Tatar when they're winning so frequently, we're not going to have them on week after week, after week, after week, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kat would have been great to have. And, uh, but the fact that she's uh, sticking to her own and uh, has uh, politely declined, uh, uh, we want her to enjoy the, uh, her victory. So I just wanted to throw that out there. A little bit of an update, even from a, a couple hours ago. Well, Terry, let's wrap
1: this up for tonight. Oh, We've had a great night.
0: I guess we can wrap it up. Um, G- Who was JVD who sent the message on Terry's page? Yeah, it was not me that sent that message on Terry's page.
1: The one, I think the one about cat right there.
0: Uh, you
1: said you checked your page.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, it was not me. No, it was Mark. It was Mark Hill who asked about it. Uh, Mark, a big smashy. And I appreciate Mark's support. And it's, again, it was a very very valid and fair request uh that he had that we have her and uh also very valid and fair that she is uh, politely declining and uh, well she wasn't
1: on nick and matt (laughs) they have everybody on i think you could win three weeks in a row and they'd have you on every week (laughs) yeah
0: so they they just uh, they they like their guests so all right well thank you uh why wrapping it up early it's not actually usually usually three hours is about the average so we're a little over that tonight um, so but we're gonna thank you guys for joining us for the after show. We're also gonna thank you for joining the regular show. Hopefully, you got some good useful information out of the groundbreaking uh acquisition partnership thing that's taking place over there at Joe Mez and the Disc Golf Pro Tour. I think it's gonna be good stuff for Disc Golf and for all of us as consumers and uh and the rest of us in the media landscape. So for Johnny V, I'm Terry Miller, the Disc Golf guy. This has been Smashbox Podcast. 4 53's after show. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys for Huck Central this weekend for the post production. And then we'll also talk to you guys next week on Tuesday night. We'll see you next week when you step inside the Smashbox.